Lost Talk Radio. Early one morning while making the rounds, I took a shot of cocaine and I shot my woman down. It's the Larger and Larger Sports Show. Wow. I just, that's just wow. Larger and Larger episode 103. Happy October 30th to y'all. It's 6 p.m. local standard time. Hey, Al. How you doing? Not too bad. Let me guess. You're dressed as, um, who's the guy who ran the, the dead guy from the Raiders, Al Davis? Sure. Do I look like I got an Al Davis thing going on? going. Yeah. Yeah. Just tonight. All right. I'll take it. I'll figure it out what you have going on over there. Like I said, it's Larger and Larson. We do this here thing every Wednesday, 6 p.m. local standard time. We're in Lakeview in Chicago, Illinois. Give us a call. Talk to Lauren tonight at 888-787-4827. Well, talk to Lauren to talk to us. Well, yeah, of course. Uh, in with us here tonight is uh, it's JB. JB's here on social media again. Hi. Send oh, yeah? him a message to us at Larch and Lawrence and using that fun hashtag LL show, which we can discuss, by the way, guys. We can change that if, if you want for next week. I never thought we'd have a social media expert. This man, my God, the growth is evident. Yeah. Tons of things to talk about. I got an interview coming up in a bit with uh, Farmer Chad, our old buddy. I talked to him earlier today on his drive home, and uh, we talked about the Chicago Cubs making a big splash, my friend. Well, it hasn't happened yet. Well, it, everybody's saying it. What, being the Bears fan, we've never had this issue with, with coaches. No, no, this has never happened yeah. before. With management has announced the hiring of a head coach only to be laughed at by the guy they announced. So leave us a message on Facebook. Uh, Twitter, at Larcher Lawrenton, one word, Larcher Lawrenton. On Facebook, give us a search. We have a YouTube channel. If you're listening to this podcast, thank you. And if you haven't yet found the podcast, hit it up at Stitcher Radio. We are on iTunes. Well, if they haven't found it, Clark, you telling them to listen isn't going to help because they're not listening. But if they're listening live and they're only used to listening live, they could grab the podcast later on Blog Talk Radio. It's available there if you don't want to get your applications and whatnot. Like before the show, I talked to my dad and he was having a, a dilemma whether to tune into us or two and a half men. But like, right. Well, I mean, that's an easy option. Reruns are new. I don't know. I, it maybe it is new. I think it's a Thursday night show. I don't know. So it could be a new episode. Well, it's only six, though. But Charlie Sheen's gone, right? He de- he's dead. They killed him off. He's dead. He's dead. Well, now that we got episode 103 under our belts, ready to roll here. It's not under our belts. It's just uh, it's above the belt right now, I reckon. But let's give it a start. Let's uh, let's hand it over to my partner, uh, Alfred Ferdinand Larcher the third, known as at Larcher Than Life on Twitter. Wow, look at you! Yeah. You got a social media expert, and now you're a, you're a guru of uh, Farmer Chad. If you want to hit him up, uh, the interview took place earlier. But if you want to tell him how he did, it's at Farmer Chad twenty one. It's oh. him on Twitter. I'll be sure to give him my critique uh, afterwards. All right, please do, please do. Well, it's lovely to see you. I know you had a lot going on earlier with some uh, WWE. This is my lighter, Clark. Okay. Well, go ahead and hold on to it then. Yeah. If it's yours, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's definitely. I mean, no one else would buy a so lighter why, that horrible. Why are, you telling me that, why are you telling me that you brought your lighter? No, I asked you for a lighter, and then you gave me, you tossed me this one, and I just realized this is actually my lighter. Well, that's right. You left your lighter here. So oh, you were I, giving, I it, giving back. it back. What a nice guy. Yeah. If you borrow, if you borrow weed trimmers from me, neighbor, Tim mm-hmm. Allen, I will return them. All well, right. you'd have to return them first. I'd rather just get the weed trimmings. <sighs> Anyways, 
what a what a horrible week of football. What what I am a gonna, I am terrible... gonna ask you about the WWE thing later. A little hell in the cell? Oh yeah. Well a little we'll bit of that. that. I watched a little hell in the cell and then yeah, I, got, I watched some I wrestling to watch today. Oh yeah. Oh you watched Hell in the Cell? Yeah. Oh good. Well, I got to see it. We'll talk about it. We'll get that your later. thoughts later tonight. That's uh, that's exciting. Uh so last week we talked to Jeff Kane on the show. Remember that, Al? Yeah. And he uh he tried to give us hope. He tried to tell us that there was a chance that the Bears would be able to do something. And what he said proved right. Like, Forte moved the ball quite a bit. And then Bennett, even though they were garbage yards, I mean, he ended up putting up some yards as well. But those are the two guys that Kane had talked about. Well, he was one of the guys who didn't give up on a team of guys who gave up. You know, you right. got Marshall out there bitching and moaning for weeks. Yeah, and what's and going on? The whole thing since that just domestic dispute thing came out. He's just been miserable. He, he's not catching balls. He's falling apart. The whole team's a disaster. They just need to shut it down. Let's go into the offseason. Let's just lose here on out. I don't care anymore. I'm, I'm so sick of this team. I'm so sick of the BS. We've been right on the fence while we fell off the fence. So you're off the fence. It's time to go. Is it done? Are, are, you, are you on the track that it's time to clean house? It's time to go? Or are you with George McCaskey, who uh, last night was it, he said, that, uh, that he has a full confidence in these guys and in these players, just as they always have. They're in a rough spot, but they can come out of it. They're not Come out of what? They're in a coma. They're three and five. It's done, man. It's over. The deal is it's finished. I trust Entrustment enough to say, listen, he's a second-year coach, and he's facing some real issues right now, a locker room in turmoil, uh, guys starting to bicker, the media turning against him. Let's see how he handles it. That's part of being a coach. You've got to work your, through this stuff. And if he can work through it year three, then we'll see what we got. If not, I mean, I think he has a three-year contract. If not three, it's definitely four. Uh-huh. He won't see that fourth year. Okay, so you're giving him into next season no matter what. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't fire him. Now, Mel Tucker, I'd get rid of immediately. We need a defensive coordinator in here. Yeah. You know, we had Lovey Smith for so long who couldn't find an offensive coordinator. Let's not have that same problem again. Let's find a good defensive coordinator who wants to come with us all right after the fan al was able to settle down after the game or were you still next day and are you right now would you be much happier if the bull or if the bears hadn't given full confidence to the coaching staff and the players would you have been much happier if they'd have said listen it's not working out with defensive coordinator mel tucker we've decided to go in another direction and can you stay in house to do that i don't know i i don't think you fire tucker right now you, yeah. you want a guy who, he's your best option right now. So you let him finish the year out, get the most out of the young guys playing, and then you fire him at the end of the year. Okay. I mean, All regardless, right. he's gone. Yeah? I, I think so. You can't yeah. justify not having some kind of management. I mean, unless some kind of a change. miracle happens at this point. And, uh, and if you go back to the, to the uh, Canada, you know, that dopey football league up north. Yep. Where uh, we got this Tressman from. We found him. He was picking grapes in Canada or whatever the hell they do there, making whiskey mm-hmm. and um, getting the free health care and whatnot. We grabbed him out of there. If you look at his history from there, he fired his defensive coordinator virtually every year. Did he really? Yeah, he wasn't a loyal guy when it came to his coordinator. No kidding. So, so they were having issues stopping that. It's just his offense up there worked so well in that league, he was ahead of everybody. And here it appears that he's not. Well, I do have the confidence in him that he's a smart enough man to turn it around. It worked last year. And now everyone's saying, well, everybody figured it out how to stop the Bears. And that may be true. So now you've got to see if he can adjust. Again, it goes back to that, can Mark Tressman adjust? The spotlight's on him right now. You know, I, I'm, we're not going to the playoffs. You, I mean, you can throw that out the window. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. 
making plans of not buying playoff tickets or anything. Well, you can't. You can't buy playoff tickets because they're not going to exist. Well, and they're not on sale yet. Well, even if they were on sale, you're not getting But they wouldn't any. be on sale right now, Al, so I'm not going to buy playoffs. Well, let's just say in the perfect world, the tickets were on sale right now. They wouldn't be on sale because the damn thing doesn't exist because we're not getting there. If you want to join in on the conversation, give us a call at 888-787-4827, 888-787-4827, or hit us up on the Al Archer text line. That's 773-559-5189. Text us directly. Get your questions, concerns, comments in, and uh, we'll go from there. I've said it for a long time that uh, Jay Cutler has has all the tools to be the guy. I'm done with He Cutler. has it all, and uh, he's ready to roll. Still manages to put up numbers. He's yeah. still having a numbers why it's it's currently his second best year of his career. Oh, it used to be his first. It we was dropped. It dropped a little bit. Okay. Some numbers are still definitely better. Yeah. His uh, quarterback rating still up there. Uh, I think his uh, average and uh, TDs are are a little down, but touchdown interception ratio. His ratio is, is uh, it's right on par with his best so far, and that's been the biggest key. It's just that when it comes to the opportune times to hand the ball off and to allow forty thousand points within the last two minutes of a half, mm-hmm. it seems like he doesn't mind helping them out there for a team that certainly didn't need any help because our defense couldn't stop him anyway. Don't even get me started on this. We got our ass kicked in every aspect of that game. Everything. Clark, there wasn't anything we did right. The coach of that team, Bill Belichick, the evil wizard from the East, he went in there, he went and pulled out his spells and his magic tricks, his videotapes, and he went ahead and he he crushed us. I mean, absolutely crushed us. And if you're a Bears fan and you're not embarrassed by this, then you're not really a fan. You, You should go cheer for the Cubs. This just in. The Chicago Bears have almost tackled Rob Gronkowski. Gronkowski. Gronkowski? That guy killed me in fantasy, too, by the way. Oh, my God. I had Tom Brady. So, I mean, I was thinking I was sitting pretty good. Yo, you should have been. By the way, I had had an amazing game this week in, in, uh, what do I play? DraftKings? Yeah. Playing DraftKings, okay, I'm going one-on-one with a guy, and... We both have the same amount of players in every time frame of the game. So the early games, we have like six players playing. Yeah. He ends up winning that round by, say, four or five points. Going into the Sunday night game, we both have two players. I have the better two players. I have Eddie Lacy. Of course. Lacy ends up getting the points. And I know going yeah, into Lacey had a good game. I know going into Monday, we both have one player playing. So... We're going ahead, we're going back and forth, and I start thinking, I'm like, oh my God, I think we have the same player playing on Monday. So whoever wins this game is going to have that player going into Monday, and they're going to win this thing. That Monday player becomes irrelevant. Yeah, exactly. So I'm winning, there's like two minutes left in the game, I think it's over. Minnesota, or uh, the Saints are handing the ball off, running out the clock to win that game. They hand it to Ingram, who he's playing. Ingram scores a 20-yard touchdown on a throwaway run, takes the lead. Okay. Now he's up by say four points going into Monday, and you can you can't see who he's playing. Like he doesn't know who I'm playing. I don't know who he's playing, but I know it's a wide receiver. And oh, I do the math. Okay. I do the math of every player he's played, and there's a seven thousand dollar deficit, and Des Bryant was seven thousand dollars. Oh, you knew who it was. I was playing Des Bryant too, so I immediately dropped Des Bryant. For the Washington receiver. Because at the time, you needed to score. I had to score. Okay. If we both played the same player, he won. He already had the lead. Okay. Yeah. So, out of four, I'm forced to drop Des Bryant, pick up the Washington receiver. That kid ends up having a hell of a game. Des Bryant does dick. Tony Romo goes down. Boom. I win a one-on-one game against this guy. 
It was. It, it felt good. I got to tell you, I was going up against Des Bryant. I had Tony Romo and uh, the and a kicker in that game rolling, and Dallas's kicker, and him coming back in the game. I lost the game by less than a point in one of my leagues. Wow. That would have made me three and zero. That's from a leagues that I didn't score. The other two leagues, I scored over 180 points in each one of them. Yeah, but I've gotten I've gotten bit by the buy bug this week, Al, and I need all the help I can get. Are you first place in your division? I am. I'm in first place. I'm in first, I believe, in my division. Well, and you beat me once, so when we get a right. chance to play each other again... Well, it might be the take... Super Bowl, Clark. I mean, maybe taking you down in the Super Bowl. We'll, do a, we'll get we'll a stake bet on that. Hey, if we go into the Super Bowl, then we both win. I mean, I'll, I'll t- I'd get the second prize. Nothing's guaranteed. Only four out of ten teams are making the playoffs, Al. It's right. pretty cutthroat. Yeah. It's a pretty cutthroat league. And well, I'm, clearly, I'm the greatest ever I'm play. doing my best to keep that first place going, and I've been doing fine with it, but... At any point, fourth place could happen. Are you in second right behind me? One day you'll uh, – no, I just win, Clark. One day you'll see the legendary status, and you know, maybe a little bit you'll get a little rub off from me. So in, in my league that I've been in since 2005, and I won it in 2009, they started charging the next year because I never cared before. Mm-hmm. So in that league, uh, I just got myself caught by the bye week, mm-hmm. and that's the one. Uh, I have – Jay Cutler, I have Martellus Bennett, I have Randall Cobb. I'm sorry, and I have Cobb's good. and I have uh, Eddie Lacy. Oh, they're all Lacy's on that been team. decent. Lacy, Lacy had a slow start, and Martellus has been he's still like top three tight ends. Yeah, and uh, I was able to pick up Ryan Fitzpatrick. I was able to pick up a couple other guys. Like uh, I got another kicker I needed to bring in. Doug Baldwin was a recent pickup. Uh, Cook out of St. Louis. Here's my one big problem: I have to start Chris Johnson at running back. Okay, have you heard from Chris Johnson at all? No. He's expected no. to get four four points. And you're telling me to pick up some of these guys like Hill. Who's Chris Johnson? Uh, Who are they playing? Hillman, a couple other of these guys. Uh, Chris Johnson is playing against uh, Kansas City. It's the New York Jets. <sighs> the Jets. I think so, Kansas City is pretty stout against I could the drop him if I found anyone. But everybody that you're thinking about that nobody else has, they're mm-hmm. taking. This league, everybody knows how hot the running back is. I think this bye week, I need to take it in the chin. And I I started this one out 0-4, and, and now I'm 4-0. and Okay. That's where I sit. Digging out of hole. I've been there. I've won leagues like that. It's, uh, my foosball league. That's the name of the league. <laughs> All i got to do is make sure I beat Excuse KC, me. Jimmy, and beat Derek, and we're good to go. Wow. Anyway, Al, you all right over there? What what happened? No, yeah, man. I'm just in, I'm in a funk. You know, it's just been a lot of, like, eating and watching wrestling reruns. Are you happy with a break from the Bears? Um, Yeah. I'm glad there's no game this week. Yeah, I am. Yeah. That That... That painful loss happened at the perfect point where now I could just say, you know what, I don't have to watch football Sunday. I will. You know, I'll be right. watching my fantasy guys, but God knows I, I'm happy I don't have to invest into a Bears game. No, I'm I'm ecstatic that I don't have to be a part of that. You may play some Destiny or something, you know, level up. I'm a twenty seven for those people keeping track right now. If for those of you keeping track at home, J B, did you know this? That uh the Bears' next game against the Green Bay Packers is not at noon, so I predict a victory. I did not know this. What time did last week's game start, Al? Noon. Noon. Yeah, yeah. we can't win Another at noon. Loss. Can't win at noon. Wake up, guys. Wake up. That's we have all a that lot of noon games, though. What's that? There's a lot of noon games this year. Oh, yeah. There's there's quite a bit. and I used to love noon games. That's uh, That's when football should be played. By the way, Kansas City has a very strong defense this year, one of the best. And uh, actually, their weakness is against the run. So there's a chance there for some positive yards for you. All right. 
Well, we'll we'll see what we can do. I uh So you I'm really think the time ahead. matters? You think it's Jay Cutler's diabetes? He can't I, uh I don't know. You know you know who I'd like to talk to? I'd I'd like to talk to James. To somebody else who has type one. Our diabetic because, friend. Have you ever heard him him explain Jay Cutler like what he goes through? Like he'll always say that he supports JDRF and, and these things, which he does and I'm sure he does. But I think he could raise a lot more awareness for what's going on with him if he mentioned what exactly he goes through on a daily basis. Like, does he have a pump? What are they doing on the sideline? He does have a pump because, remember, he got pushed in the pool when he was, like, a rookie? Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. And, like, his his pump, like, malfunctioned or whatever. I don't know. I guess you can't go swimming if you've got diabetes. A lot of people think that diabetes, no matter what it is, is just the kid that you couldn't trade free, free, trade your lunch with back in grade school. Dude, we had a kid in my yeah, yeah. we had a kid in my grammar school who was allergic to cheese. So like any and like seriously allergic to any dairy product. If there was a dairy product, it was like Ebola. Yeah. They they have to get the rubber gloves and the guys in the oh, suits man. and the hazmats, and he'd blow up like well, a balloon. It, it just he had a whole table to himself in the lunchroom. <laughs> he, he did. The dude uh, couldn't have pizza day. No, we used to have that shitty squared pizza. We put yeah, the oh. Thousand Island dressing. But how on. good was that pizza? Like it was good. I wish I had a slice right now. Too. Let, let's get some of that. It's a rectangle, right? Yeah, the kind of weird rectangle. rectangle. Oh, craziest. Um, uh, the kid that I was talking about, Greg, he was a great dude. He was really solid. But uh, we were just told you cannot trade lunch with Greg, no matter what. Like, that was my first introduction to what diet. He had a no-trade clause in his lunchroom activities? <laughs> yes. Well, wow. it was kind of life or death. But then, like, I got to know the pump a little more as we, we talked with James. And I'm not worried about talking about it because we've talked about it before in shows with James with that. I just – I want to see. I want to see what it's like to be a type 1 diabetic because none of us know. Is that giving a guy too much credit? Is he just an asshole out there and it doesn't matter? Who? Cutler? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's just an asshole. I don't know. See, I've seen somebody going into a diabetic seizure and they become a big asshole right before. So maybe <laughs> Jay's out there and he's low the whole time. What do you think? Yeah, we had a I guy mean, in our comedy it. group who yeah. was, he's highly diabetic. Yeah. And we saw it twice. And right before he just becomes, he becomes, the he, literally, you'd be like in a, uh, in a meeting and we'd be like, yeah, oh, gee, nice day out, IJ. And it'd just be like, today is a terrible day. Fuck you guys. Yeah. And be like, whoa. And then, like, you just kind of brush it off because he's a surly person to begin with. Yeah, he's normally a bit of an asshole. You normally you would say right. he's a surly right. man, but asshole. as soon as right. that diabetic spell would hit, he would turn into, like, a supervillain. And yeah. then next thing you know, there'd be a seizure. Exactly. Or a seizure. I'm saying seizure. Seizure. So now let's just open it up and let's take another look in. Jay Cutler's a guy who doesn't like to share any of his personal life. When he does okay. any charity work, he doesn't like it to be seen. I caught one that the team promoted a bit ago, but he really – I mean, he, when he goes to the hospital to visit the kids, there's tons of stories you hear secondhand, but yeah. you never no, you never see it. He's a phantom. Yeah, he doesn't he He's doesn't a phantom want of charity. He doesn't want fine. the attention, which is awesome. That's you know, great. good for him. Yeah, one but, of the good things about Jay Cutler. But, man, does he look like a miserable prick on the field. Well, he plays like a miserable prick. That's the problem. Yeah. We need him to play like a pleasant fellow who likes winning. <laughs> because right now, you know, I, I don't know what more to say about Jay Cutler. I, I know what Jay Cutler is, and he's talented. He's skilled. He's a skilled guy who just – everyone says how smart he is. <clears throat> and he understands the playbook. But I, his execution is so poor, and it's so poor at the wrong times, it just becomes embarrassingly bad. And, you know, that's your first piece. And then you bring in a guy who's known as a quarterback whisperer. A quarterback whisperer. An offensive genius. So you get this guy in here, and year one, it seemed like, hey, 
we do have a genius here. The offense is playing well. Jay Cutler's getting better. He got hurt, unfortunately, last year. <clears throat> we were excited to see what was going to happen this year, and we took 10 steps back, Clark, not 5'10". That's unacceptable. And uh, they really don't have option B. No, no. There Who do you no got? B. I mean, I know that there's a Claude, lot of, there's a a lot of Notre Clyde? Dame fans around here, but Clausen? Jimmy Clausen? I'm sorry, it's not the answer. I don't Come think on. so. I'd rather see Fails get thrown into the situation at that point. His name is Fails. You know where this is going. It's going to be fine. The quarterback whisperer will be back on track. It's the quarterback. It's the coach killer versus the quarterback whisperer. That's exactly what it is. That is a pretty good uh, matchup. We'll You're see right. what happens. That is exactly what it is because Jay Cutler has killed more coaches God. than anybody. And I backed him and backed him because I think it can work. I. I but that's what can. everybody does. That's the poison pill that Jay take, Cutler. What it would take for the, the gunslinger Jay, Jay Cutler, what it would take for him to be successful is a defense that, that is solid. I mean, not a defense just just can allow Gronkowski to run all over you. Yeah, but the economics aren't there, Clark. You're either going to spend your money on offense, which we are, or you're going to spend your money on defense, which yeah. we ain't. I'm with you. So I'm... We, you, who are you going to cut? you going to get rid of Bennett to get an awesome middle linebacker? No. Now what? Yeah. Now you don't have your tight end, so now you're going to say, well, Jay doesn't have a tight end. No. Oh, oh yeah. Of course. So, yeah. They they thought – Emory I, – I believe Emory didn't believe the defense could be as bad as it was at – one year removed from Lovey. First of all, for last year, he didn't realize how bad they were. This isn't Lovey. Without, you know what this is? Without this is, Lovey around. This is Phil Emery, not Phil Emery. Who was the idiot before Emery? Uh, Jerry Angelo. Angelo. Yeah. This is Jerry Angelo's fault. Jerry Angelo could not draft. Jerry Angelo players don't exist in the NFL because they were terrible. So we have no framework. We're not like the Cubs with the nice ground unit, the young kids coming up. We don't have that. You look at our stars. Who are our stars? Jay Cutler. How do right. we get Jay Cutler? We traded for him. Yeah. Brandon Marshall. How did we get him? We traded for him. Uh, our, uh, t- our tight end, Bennett, traded for him. You know, uh, Jared Bushrod. Right. Free agency. Right. Jerome. Whatever his name is. Yeah. I don't give a damn. You think I want to know his name right now, the way this team is playing? Well, Garbage, Clark. I missed those first few names. How many did he mess up, JB? Was that the first mistake with the name? I wasn't listening. Okay, yeah, thank well, you, JB. Uh, that is what I like to Right on top of shit. I, plausible, plausible deniability. Is that what they say? I, I don't know. Get but down. what I'm saying is what we don't have saying? any guys who are drafted. Who You get a little bit of a price break. You get a little bit of the whole deal. We do got guys now being drafted by this new guy, Phil Emery, that you could talk about. Kyle Long. Uh, Shane McClellan. Elshon Jeffrey. Shut up with the cha- what? Shane McClellan. What? Your second Come round on. pick was Elshon Jeffrey. Just flip yeah. it. Shay McClellan. Just what Shay McClellan yeah. McClunkin as I okay, like to call so him. Okay, so Elshon Jeffrey is your first round pick there. So it's a good draft. So every it's year a good draft. and would you say Fuller's pretty decent from what we've seen yeah. so far? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. How long's he out? I don't know. He, they, 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 who cares? Okay. We're not winning anything. Let him sit okay. down. Okay. Let him take a break. This is all, all right. too confusing for everyone. All right. Yeah. Where do where do where do the Bears go from here? I want Dave Whether Wonstead you're listening back. live, that's how bad things have gotten. Whether you're listening live or listening on iTunes, seriously, shoot us a tweet at Larcher Lawrence and hashtag it LL Show because I'm not able to see all the tweets at Larcher Lawrence. I'm trying to get to the bottom of that, by the way. Any social media help Vast out there? Why I cannot see we we can't see them all. Hey, have you heard about the conspiracy with the uh, Denver airport? Oh boy, JB, you. Uh, 
You've heard anything about this? So shoot us a, a, a Please, tweet. Uh, we'll we'll get to it on the next show or another time. Go ahead. What what is this? So, so the the Denver airport, which was built about uh, twenty years ago, okay. is really underneath the airport. <clears throat> the airport is bigger than if you take JFK, you take O'Hare, and you take like another airport. You put them together. Denver is still bigger than all three of them combined. It is. It's bigger than the city of Manhattan. How much air traffic do they get right now? They're like the third or fourth busiest. Okay, so so they're after O'Hare and Atlanta. Yeah. But they're up there. They're like fourth busiest. Now, underneath that, again, the airport is bigger than Manhattan. Underneath that airport is a city. It's the bunker. That is where the absolute bunker is in case of nuclear attack or zombie apocalypse why are or whatever you anyone? want. Why, why are you talking about? And this if you right? look, why I don't I don't want to know this. If you look, if you Google Denver Airport and you look at the the paintings on the walls, they're creepy as hell. Like there's a there's a gargoyle coming out of a suitcase with a gas mask on. There's a, there's a mural on the wall of like um like a military guy with a gas mask and all these people dying underneath him and then buried underneath is a knight. And this was a privately funded airport. It's a federal agency, but it's privately funded, and the cornerstone was placed by the Freemasons. Uh-oh. And Al Archer, so, I, you've studied this, and you have friends that know people that do people things. So they, they have this area that's completely restricted underneath, and they were three times over their budget. Like if you, I'm serious, guys. There's something going on underneath that Denver airport. It's not a bad thing, but it, it's it is the bunker. What are, what are your sources here? Um, some weird conspiracy show on uh, Netflix. Okay, all right. Those are pretty good. Yeah. And if you look at the pictures, trust me. Google the damn pictures. The Merrill at the Denver airport. You will go. Oh my God! There's a bunker underneath that airport. You know what else? I it's just, we don't know about what it. That painting means. It does. It I absolutely. saw yet another. Straight to Netflix sequel to American Pie on Netflix the other day. <laughs> I just want you to know that. How, I just did you, want you to know what I found at the bottom of the barrel of Netflix as well. Did you really? Did you watch it? Huh? No, but I, I remember seeing I, I watched one of those. I forget which one. Like a Naked Mile or something. What's his name? Le- Living, or, uh, Eugene Levy. Eugene Levy. He'll up. take Man, any job he can get. He'll, get, he'll take those those. Bushy uh, eyebrows anywhere. Speaking of shitty sequels, real quick, on the larger and largest sports show. Oh, Bears-Packers, uh, too. Mannequin. Oh. Not Mannequin. Um, the Daryl, Hannah, and Tom Hanks uh, splash. Yes, my girlfriend is named after that movie, actually. Madison. That is amazing. There is a splash, wow. too. Yes, there <laughs> There is a splash, too. Is that any good? I, it's somebody who's kind of known, but the guy playing Tom Hanks is nothing like him. Nothing like him well, at all. He's it's one awful. of a kind. He I is. had no idea. I knew about Mannequin and Mannequin 2. I mean, I've known about I'm a movie guy. I'll, I caught Cruel Intentions 2 once straight to DVD. And the other night, Wild Things 4 was on HBO, and I turned it on. Al, what's going on? Are you I, done? With what? Did I go, did I go too no, far? No, you're fine. Like, I was just... What, what? What's your problem? I'm not... What, why do you think I have a problem right now? I'm just reaching for something. Say, if, you, if you want to watch something on Netflix, Nick Cage, Nicholas Cage has a very great selection of movies on there. Some straight to Netflix movies that nice. are just. Is there a sub? Is Ooh. there a collection? Like, one I called... can click on a folder and it's all. Well, Nick I mean, Cage? find something with him in it. You know, go all the way to the bottom and it'll show oh. you all the movies that they have that Nick Cage yeah. is in. And you can search just Nick Cage. I mean, it's not just okay. Face Off, which is also on there, but I mean, great we're talking... movie. 
some great, great flicks. Yeah. I'm just saying. Okay. All right. People love the Nicolas Cage. I, I don't mind him. I, I just don't seek him out. His new movie, Left Behind, I, I recently saw it, and I got to say it was completely horrible. Oh, I, I can imagine. But worth the $10. Wasn't Kirk Cameron in something called Left Behind? Yeah, this is the remake of that. Oh, my goodness. Can't wait. I've been watching a lot of that, the WWE Network. Yeah. And uh, the other night, I just threw a random pay-per-view on I know I'd never seen before. We'll get to that Cubs interview shortly with at Farmer Chad 21. Oh, absolutely, we'll because this there. is a big week for the Cubs. I'm going to talk a little this bit about huge. the Bulls. It's a big Bulls week. A lot of good things you saw last night. But go ahead with your WWE. So, anyways, I'm sitting there watching. It gets to the main event. Main event, Shawn Michaels versus Hulk Hogan. Okay. It's pretty good. What year? Oh, I don't know. Oh, right. six maybe. Okay. And then I got. Uh, I was watching. I had to, I just leave it on in the background. And today I saw the most racist Daniel Sterling thing I've ever seen. I had this oh, idea yeah. a couple of weeks ago. I came up with this idea. I'm like, I want to write a script based around like Vince McMahon. You know this? Oh, this powerful owner who's kind of a dick. Um, yeah. Who, who runs this huge wrestling organization? I'm like, oh, let's do it. And I'm like. I think he should have a racist angle. He'll be like the Daniel Sterling. Like, this that was what the script was going to be you about. You said this was a Monday Night Raw you were watching, right? Donald Sterling, yeah. yeah. Whatever, the, the racist guy from California. There you go. So, anyways, I had this idea that the owner, this Vince McMahon-type character, goes to a karaoke bar, and he's singing, because I found out all those older wrestling guys like the karaoke. He's singing Gold Digger. Okay. And he he go he drops the line. You ain't messing with no broke nigga. Really? Yeah. Well, and then was. and then the whole thing explodes because it gets caught on camera. And then this man, this wrestling guy, is under fire. That was yeah. my that was my whole concept. So today I'm watching wrestling, and all of a sudden Eric Bischoff. You remember the Weasley guy from WCW? Oh yeah. Eric Bischoff's backstage doing karate chops. I don't know why he's doing karate chops. Vince McMahon bumps into him, and he's like. Well, you know, something was going on, and Vince, they were fighting. I don't know. But Eric Bischoff's like, tonight, I'm going to screw, I think it was John Cena, the way you screwed Shawn Michaels at a Survivor Series. It's going to be awesome. And Vince is like, all right. And then he then uh, he's like, points behind him, and John Cena's standing Bring behind. Bring back to about the year? Eric Vince? Bischoff. I, I have no idea. Monday Night Raw? This ah, is Survivor it, Series. It, and it, oh, it's Survivor Series, but it's got to be about 03, 04, yeah, somewhere in there. that's probably appropriate. 02, 03. So... Bischoff turns around, Cena's there, and Eric Bischoff just keeps going, I'm going to screw John Cena, I'm going to screw John Cena. John Cena just goes, oh, so Eric, you like to screw guys, huh? And then Eric Bischoff storms off all angry. Then it was when John Cena was a rapper, yeah. so Vince starts talking yep. some jive with him, like, yo, yo, what's up, homie? And Vince fist pumps John Cena, and he goes, my nigga. And then he walks off camera, Vince says, my nigga. Walks off camera, Booker T is standing there with Chanel, and he's just—he's like, did he just say that? And then that was wow. the end of the segment. That, that, and that played. That played at a pay-per-view event. That's, That's ballsy, man. It, I just looked it up. It's SummerSlam 2005 uh, is when this one took place. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. How did Offensive, you, did you just sit there and you're like, wow, I can't believe that played? No, I. he said it. He did the fist bump thing. It uh, wouldn't play in 2014. No, absolutely not. not he did chance. the fist bump thing and he said it. And I go, did he just say that? Do I want to rewind it? And before I had a chance, they cut to Booker T and Booker T goes, did he just say that? Man, I don't think there's a reason to, to have it. I, I don't know. Maybe it set up a match between I don't Booker mind. T and Vince. But I, I mean, I'm glad that it's not out there as much anymore. It's fine. 
I'm just saying. I don't. I don't. What wrestling? No, I mean, why? Why bring up something that hurts a lot of people that I know? So anyway, that that being said, I just I can't believe that it was just 2005. Yeah, when, when no, that was, was flying all around. That's pretty crazy. You? I don't remember it flying all around in 2005, <laughs> but right on. Well, in certain parts of the country, I think it might. I was, I was, was the swine flu flying around in 2005? Was that the swine I flu? Was, I was I was pretty you know in a dark place in 2005, so I wasn't really thinking about end bombs. You were in the void. Well, it wasn't. Did I you mean, go to jail, JB. Uh, okay, I can't really talk about. Wait, it. why am I asking you here? Jesus. Eight 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 seven eight seven four eight two seven. If you want to talk about your record, our record, and everybody's record, let's talk about the Bears' record. Ugh, let's talk about that? what could possibly be the Chicago Cubs' record next year. Well, what's the Bulls' record? Big event this week. I'm sure if you're a sports fan, you know what's going on. Uh, Jim Madden, Joe Madden. Uh, boom. John, John Madden. Madden. Yeah. John Madden is allegedly and most likely Joe Madden. Joe Madden. Uh, <laughs> not Joel Madden either. Is he the shoe guy? Joe Madden. Joe Madden. This is the guy. He wears the glasses. Yeah, he's the glasses He guy. wears what the glasses the shoe and he guy? sells shoes. Does he? The same guy. Steve Madden is the shoe. Steve Madden. Oh, yeah, okay. that's who we got. He wears funky glasses and he sells no, shoes, no, no, right? No, the glasses guy is Joe Madden. The shoe guy is Steve Madden. And then John Madden is obviously uh, the boom oh, guy. Yeah. yeah. The the tough actin' to actin'. Yeah. Fast actin' to actin'. Todd Madden was a guy I knew from Sycamore, Illinois. Well, I'll be damned. Yeah. So this is the, so he sells shoes and he coaches baseball. All right. Okay. Manages, manages baseball. No, uh, I think he just focuses on baseball. John Heyman of CBS Radio, who we've heard listening to our local CBS station, The Score, of course. John Heyman, he uh, he broke the news yesterday that it's official. Like, he basically has it official. Uh, and that's where we stand. We, we believe that it's official. I know the Bears had a coach uh, quite a few years ago, Al, if you recall that, Absolutely. before Lovey was hired, right? Yeah, McGinnis. Uh, yeah, they had him hired. The the papers wrote an article about him being hired, and then it didn't go through, which kind of leaves my stomach turning a well, bit. Well, the Bears turning. announced it. Well, the reason right. the, they're they're trying to keep it quiet because the World Series was going on this week. Of course. They're, they're making a big the unwritten deal, rule. They can't say anything while the stupid Giants win the World Series. Yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't an exciting World Series, man. Came right no, down to the wire. Fun. Yeah, and in, in, in this uh, conversation that I had with him, a, a lot about Joe Madden, of course, but uh, I also mentioned to ask it, uh, a little bit about the World Series going on. Again, it's Farmer Chad. Uh, let me, uh, Al? Yeah. Let's go ahead and play this interview. Okay. Well, I'm excited to hear this. You're on the Larcher and Larcher Sports Show. <sighs> And right now, we're going over to the Trader Todd's Dockside Burger Bar Hotline. Trader Todd's 3216 North Sheffield Avenue, right here in Chicago, in Lakeview. Stop by. They got that new Dockside Burger Bar. Again, on the hotline is Farmer Chad, a friend of the show. Hey, Chad, I wanted to give you a call to find out your thoughts on the Cubs. What were you thinking uh, when all of this Joe Madden stuff started coming around? Well, thanks for having me, Clark. I think it, my first thought was disbelief, elation, because I think it is a phenomenal hire. Does, I don't care how much money they gave him. That's no big deal. He's the, the perfect hire for a young team. He can uh, be the face of the franchise while these guys grow up and identify themselves as the face of the team. I think it's just great that it's the, the start of our championship Chicago Cubs. Well, I, 
you look at it from the outside point of view there, and, and down in Tampa, I mean, he, he took the Rays, and he, he actually made them a legitimate ball club. Uh, small market team down there, and is, is that one of the reasons that you hear it all the time right now, Chad, where, where people are saying this is a perfect fit? Uh, it, have the Cubs been playing that small market baseball? No, they're not a small market team, and I think that that's where Joe Madden can thrive because right. when these players develop and they become that superstar, they can re-sign them. Exactly. They have that veteran on the squad that he helped develop and another young guy coming in and packing up and coming off the bench. And I think all the Cubs need to do now is continue to develop these players, add more talent underneath them in the minors, and acquire some veterans here and there that make it fit and sign some pitchers. Spend the money on the pitchers, you're spending money on a pitcher no matter what. There you go. Yeah, you're talking about the free agents right there with with your guys like Scherzer, Hudson. Uh, PV's name is even out there. He didn't have a good game the other night. But uh, Theo Theo has been uh, promising. He told the season ticket holders here a week ago that the team would, in fact, be division contenders next year so that's got to tell you they're looking to spend quite a bit of money what what kind of money is there because in baseball it's not quite as clear as the other sports that have uh, part of their cba you know with the salary caps well without that as much as they want but then it you know it gets to a point where it hurts the the squad and, and everything that's going on you got all these high paid guys that aren't performing but the Cubs recently just dumped all kinds of salary. I think Soriano came off the books and a handful of others. I think they're under $60 million to start this free agency. You can go out and spend $40 million on pitching, and you're still only middle of the road for baseball salaries in the league. So it, it, when you're saying when back you're, up the money truck and dump it on Max Scherzer or John Lester, one of those types. Right, right. And you're saying about this upcoming season, they can afford to spend roughly $60 million right now. Is Maybe it? they don't spend all sixty, but I think they'll spend forty million in baseball pitching. That's phenomenal. So eight, if they're giving Madden six million, it really doesn't matter the price that they're giving him. No, it does. I think that that's just the beginning of the foundation of your championship team. How do you feel? Have him be the face, yeah. and it'll allow the young guys to develop. How do you, How do you feel about uh, Ricky Renteria's uh, job with the team last year? I think it's fine. I think he's great for the young guys. He brought Castro back from the depths. He brought Rizzo back. I think it was just a vastly different clubhouse than when Swain had it. And it just worked. And those those guys were able to perform to their best of their abilities without being saddled by a tyrant. If he was a tyrant, I don't know. I, I don't know the dynamic in that dugout. But I think he was perfect for the kids. Yeah, I do as well. As one of the kids, uh, Javi Baez, of course, was uh, giving carte blanche, uh, per se, to, to swing away uh, for about two months in the season. I was really happy to see him get him up. And we've, we know that one of the reasons is it's because he struggled at every level. Uh, do you think there's anything that, uh, that specifically that Joe Madden would bring that would maybe uh, assist in this process? Or do you think that Javi Baez is one that just needs to play out with you know the swing away method, uh, striking out a ton as he did. Um, I think that when he does put his thumb on that player, that the player has an instant respect for it and will give it more credence to making that change because he's got the reputation to do so, Yeah, to develop players. He can point to 
you know, Longoria and these other guys from Tampa that, that developed under him. And he can hold some, some water for these guys. Yeah, I got you. Uh, just a couple of more quick questions with you, Chad. Uh, Sure. Well, first of all, uh, one thing that I had heard about Joe Madness is a, a comment for you, brother, is that um, he his big thing is runners running hard to first base. If you could start there and you can, everybody can do that, everything else will play into that mode. And you see it happen all the time. You saw the guy last night. He thought he had a single, and then the, the ball bounces away. And I'm not saying Gordon would have made it home in that World Series, but, but you saw that happening. And I, for one, uh, saw it down in St. Louis right there, uh, Castro, yeah, he, he had some base running gaps last year. And, you know, as well as Renteria did with that, that's one thing that still bothers the shit out of me. I know it bothers the old school baseball thought. But uh, it, it sounds like if he's still a part of this ball club, it, actually that is the, the question, Chad. Is Starlin Castro going to be a main part of this ball club? Or is there someone there to take his spot? Uh, eventually there could be a player that takes his spot, but he's going to be a part of this ball club in at least this first round of championship contender teams he'll be a part of. Okay. Um, the interesting thing that you said was that Alex Gordon last night, if had he cut a hog in the ass out of the box, they at least had the option to send him home there. And some of the percentages of scoring, there's like a 30% chance of scoring if they sent him on the inside the park home run yeah. part. Yeah. There's only 20% that the next batter gets to hit that hits him in. So, had he does I was I was telling out of the box. Yeah. He'd have been had at least had that option and it would have been awful exciting. Did did you enjoy the World Series? Yeah, immensely. I thought it was phenomenal. Yeah, it was fantastic. one of the least watched in history, but I thought that the baseball was great. Baumgartner was a joy to watch. I was not rooting for him, but yeah. what a pitcher. Yeah. You know, I was telling Al about that earlier. It's uh, Silver is the one who crunched those numbers there to, to find out the, the chances that they should have just gone ahead and sent Gordon because the chances of a bad throw happening were better than uh, – or the chances of him beating it somehow were better than the other. And I, I, I agree with you on that. My last thing, brother, right here, Chad, we, we do appreciate it. Al and I do. Uh, I, got, I got one – hold on for this last thing. I got one oh, more go thought ahead. on the Alex Gordon thing. Go ahead. Is that when he hit third base, and they stay there. They should have pinch ran with one of their fast guys, Dyson. I would have at least put the thought in the pitcher's head that he was going to steal home on a wild pitch or do something and at least have an element that would at least make him think that, hey, I can't throw nine straight balls head high because my guy could slide underneath it on a on some kind of crazy play if I bottle it or something. So... Yeah. I think that's what that would have been even more exciting had they done that. But yeah, no. Uh, go ahead, Yo. That's Yost down there, right, Ned Yost? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen him take a little bit of flack uh, here and there. Of course, the Royals did have an amazing run and a fantastic World Series, but uh, I just I wondered the same when I, when I saw it. But I I thought why didn't they put in someone faster? I I had been flipping from the Bulls game, of course, but I was just trying to see if. I, I thought maybe they didn't have anybody on the bench who who was good to be put in in that situation. No, they did. They had Dyson. He he could have uh, at least put one more element of of scoring capability in there versus Gordon. Yeah, I uh, thought it would have been a good move. But all right. So last thing, Theo said it. Theo Epstein said it to the season ticket holders, as I mentioned earlier. 
uh, that they're going to be contenders for the division next year. Right now, your gut feeling, they haven't spent any on free agency. I did see that they opened up a couple spots on the 40-man roster as we enter the free agency uh, time here. Uh, what's your gut feeling on the Cubs being contenders next season? I think that they're going to they're, they're gonna flirt with the playoffs, and you saw it this year with the Royals or the Giants both got in on the one-game playoff play-in game, which is phenomenal for baseball. Okay. And it, uh, I think it, it gives them a chance. That's why they have a chance at the playoffs is because of the play-in game, the number two wild card spot, and they got a chance flat out. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Brother, we do appreciate hearing from you. Thank you again for the call. All right, thanks. Take have it easy. Night. There he is. Well, all right then. That's how that went. And uh, right now we're going over to the oh Trader hello Doc I just uh, hotline. started that one right back nailed it oh hang on you're you're not on there wait what was that I said thank God we didn't pretend that was live I I actually restarted that interview again because I wanted to prove that we didn't do that live I just wanted more proof JB pay, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain That's are you guys right. all right with me that I gave us a three minute warning but I didn't give anything else I got lost for a minute. I'm back. No, I expect that from you. No, that was great. Farmer Chad, thank you so much for calling in. I was actually finishing up a tweet. I was like, oh, I can actually tweet during the show for once. Because I'll see the radio guys doing it, but they're tweeting during commercials. Right. They'll go out there and they'll send out a tweet. It's for promo and whatnot, but they'll answer something or do something. So I was like, oh, sweet, I can do that. But then it caught me right there. I thought I, thought I could get it done. you got to hold your skills, my friend. you got to get your craft down. You, uh, you've been making an effort to get back to Twitter. I've been trying, yeah. I've been using it more, you know, with the fantasy football, following uh, yeah. some good follows, trying to get some tips. You know, A.J. Green might play this week, and he's at a price where, you know, it's a risk I'm worth taking. Yeah. I think it's worth taking, and I, I am right now. But he is still listed as questionable. He didn't practice much, so it could bite me. All right. Well, so that means i got to wake up early Sunday, okay. make sure he's playing. Oh, so you've got to wake up early Sunday when you're staying up late right through daylight savings. Yeah, time. I always do anyways. Do you? I wake up at 11.30 to make sure my team is ready. To no, that's a good thing to do. No, I'm is a good coach. Is that the first thing you do? Do you, do you start a coffee before you do that, or do you have a water, or do, um, you, go, do you go right to the bank? I got this. Well, no, I, I wake up and I look at the phone. I, I could do the research on the phone for the most part, and then I'll turn on Fox, the pregame show, and then, yeah, then, then I go to the Keurig machine, start okay. brewing up a cup of coffee. Yeah, no, that'll work. That that'll work out. Right. Unless I'm planning to go right back to bed, but there's been Bears games, so I've stayed up to watch. Yeah, no, there. But has. this week I might just go back to bed because I've got that extra hour because the damn daylight savings time. I don't still see any uh, any word on on Joe Madden out there. Well, not official yet. Not official yet. If, but if, if you gave the search for at hashtag Joe Madden, and you're seeing a lot of this, Alan, and uh, Chad and I touched on it a little bit. I asked him, uh, this guy here, uh, it's at Movie and Music Nut. He says, as a Cubs fan, I would love to see Joe Madden come to Chicago. That being said, uh, Rick Renteria is a good man, and I think he deserves better. So a lot of people are wondering, what are they doing? Well, Rectal Arena, um, he didn't ask to be fired, but he well, knew respected there. He knew what was going on. I mean, he was just a, a temporary uh, guy who was supposed to work with the younger guys, get some of the Hispanic players um, you know, into the system, understanding what's going on. And he did that job. He did his job well. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not a reason to fire him. But you could make the same argument of Dale Swain. 
there wasn't a lot of reason to fire him either. Right. Yeah. So. But I think Renteria did a fine job, and Chad had said that in there. I think he did. But baseball. He kind of brought Rizzo back and, and Castro back, just as he said. Baseball's the, the organizations are bigger than, say, football. So you could take a guy like uh, Rectal Reyna and throw him into a different Renteria. position. Ricky Renteria. Yeah, all right, Ricky. You can find a spot for Ricky. You uh-huh. know, Lucy, I'm over here. Stick him in a corner. And, uh, you know, pay him. They're going to pay him. They have to pay him. It's two years guaranteed on his contract. But you have an opportunity to get a guy who's a top five coach, manager. I'm sorry. He's a top five manager in the sport. Yep. And there's a huge drop-off between the top five and the next five. So, good for the Cubs. This is this is a positive. This is something I'm excited about. I'm about ready to put gas in the bandwagon. Really? Yeah. I'm pushing. I'll I'll push the damn bandwagon to the gas station Put a little gas Welcome. in it, and maybe I'll and, drive. And then you'll wait in the traffic for it, oh, God, and then okay. you'll just jump right on board. You're going to jump on board through that traffic. Well, if the Cubs, I will put up with the damn Cubs traffic if the Cubs are winning. Chad said that they had quite a bit of money to put into this, so and I agree. Yeah, I, I, I think too. they're going to go out and get some players. We are going to have a parade here in Chicago. Uh, I know generations of idiot Cubs fans have said this, um, but now you got to be smart, Cubs fans. Now it's real. Now it is real. Even as a Sox fan, I'm kind of excited to see what could happen. Yeah, there's the potential there. There's a bit of a buzz, and there is. Uh, I had read earlier this week that Ozzie Guillen said that he would be happy to coach for Joe Madden. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, that'd be wild. Yeah. That'd be a fun time. There is another bandwagon to jump on, and uh, you can jump into their new practice facility down there next to the United Center if you'd like. The Advocate Practice Center or something like that. They're no longer up at the Birdo Center. Your Chicago Bulls opened the big time last night out in New York City. Derrick Rose almost got hurt. Madison Square Garden. No, he didn't. Right in the beginning. He, he was fell. fine. Get I mean, out. it was nasty Come fall. On. Yeah, the Derrick Rose, who managed, uh, he got 13 points on 21 minutes. Joe Kim Noah played 20 minutes. It's nice to see here, Al, because that means that Coach Thibodeau is is willing to not push these guys if he doesn't have to. And that that's wow. something that he hasn't had the luxury to do before. Because all that you've been hearing all season is how deep they are. And I'm sure it was just against the Knicks. But I'll tell you, man, against the Knicks, that bench looked pretty darn good. Taj being Taj, best sixth man for years now, at least in the conversation. He's voted once or twice, but that's still there. European kid had it going on. Mirotic. (laughs) (laughs) European kid? (laughs) What? What's his name? The Spain. The the Spain. The rookie from Spain. Marovic. Tony Kukoc. Uh, Tony Snell got got a little bit of minutes in there. But of the bench, uh, Gibson, of course, had the most. And then uh, McDermott actually saw 24 minutes. And he looked awesome. He looked like he was he was running around running fundamentals out there. Did you yeah, watch him? I did. I mean, he was just like... Thibodeau loves... Points. Yeah, JB, you, you, did you catch most of the game or some of it I at least? Only, I, I watched some of it today. Yeah. And I was just... that's That's one thing that blew my mind, just watching him in there. And he was just like... You'd think there was a coach yelling in his ear, yeah. which I'm sure his father has got an earpiece in his ear just screaming at him at all times. It was good. Look, yeah. they, they could beat the Knicks on game one. Uh, the Knicks are uh, introducing the triangle offense. Uh, we, we know that mm-hmm. here in Chicago, Al, of course. It's, okay. Phil Jackson's introducing that there. And Carmelo seems to be about the only thing they have down there with Stoudemire. So take for what it is, but I'll tell you what, you got to see a lot of these players filling roles, mm-hmm. filling positions. They didn't have Jimmy Butler last night, and they might not have him for one to three weeks, but that's okay. But soon they will. They'll need his defense. That's what they're going to need. They're, if, if you're going to want to stop 
perhaps that team out of Cleveland, the the Heat over there, then you're going to need that. The Cleveland Heat? The Cle- they open their season tonight. Isn't that, isn't that a show with Betty White? Yes, it is. Yeah, that's is the it show. Really? Yeah, Cleveland. No, hot, hot in Cleveland. Hot oh, yeah. Cleveland. Like I'm hot sorry. flashes in Cleveland wow. or something. I'm sorry about that. She's still alive, huh? Yeah. Uh, those New York Knicks do take on uh, Cleveland tonight. Betty White and the Hot in Cleveland. It's the she premiere. She was Saturday Night Live, what, like two years ago? Yeah. Uh, a week and a half ago, I was at work. I forget who was there. And uh, I caught the Betty White. The, uh-oh, looks like we lost Betty White. Yeah. And you're not surprised. I don't know anymore. And when you I hear really it, don't. you don't know. You don't know if it's, if it's, uh, if it's real or not. Right, because the great Vern Gagne died today. Or no, the country singer. I woke up, some country singer died today. Well, actually. I hope it wasn't Kenny Rogers. No, Bert he's Troyer. still making chicken. Oh, I caught a good uh, a good picture the other day of it was uh, first pitches from all around and who has the best first pitches. It was pretty amazing. My buddy had uh, he showed me this picture and Vern Troyer, his was high and inside his pitch. Greg Maddox looked like sweet chin music when he threw his ceremonial first pitch. He knew he wanted to put it right there. The coolest, the calmest, Snoop Dogg had like right on yeah strike. Well, that my, dude's a coach, man. Yep. My friend's sister went to prom with Vern Troyer. Really? They were king and queen, yeah. Was he from around here? Michigan. Wow. Michigan. No, that's crazy. Another good pitch, <laughs> Bill Clinton and George W. Bush. The presidents get it done. Another one who threw a strike was Matthew McConaughey. So, How does Obama pitch? Uh, Obama's yeah. was high and outside. Mm-hmm. Way, way outside. He's way always high. way outside. Yeah. I think he's high, too. But it was to his right, which was really weird. Yeah, he never... Goes to the right. Stone Cold Steve Austin, high. Right about right about chin level. All right. Yeah, someone died what, today. Now I don't what about know who. Ditka? Does Ditka have one? If you know who died today, give us a call. 888-787-4827 if you're listening live. Or tweet us with the hashtag LL Show or myself at Clark in Chicago. You can tweet him. Reba McIntyre's dad died today, but who cares? I mean, that's not... <laughs> I mean, no one knows Reba McIntyre cares, I would imagine. Maybe some friends and family. Kevin Sharp. I guess a lot of country music guys died today. Well, we damn. Uh, for Blackhawks talk. Yes, what? please. Well, I mean, we need a little hockey. Blackhawks are good. All right. That's the end of that update? Yeah, that's what I had tonight. It's still early in the season. I mean, that's the thing with these marathon sports. Your basketball, your hockey, your anything but football. Um... It, the early stuff, it's just, you know, you got to see how the car runs first, and the car is just getting started. So what we you, don't know what's going on yet. What did you think of the Cicero fight? The Cesaro? Cicero this past week at the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. He, he was in a two out of three fall for, I think, a uh, European title or something. Maybe the Intercontinental. US title. Intercontinental. Yep. And he lost two falls straight. Dolph Ziggler, maybe? Um, yeah, or some other guy. It was good. He, uh, yeah, I like him, but they're burying him. And yeah, I don't know why. Uh, the rumor has it that he's he's in a bit of a tussle backstage with uh with people who mean something. Oh like, yeah, I heard he said something about Orton. Yeah, and they're not happy about. Oh, he was upset about the Orton and Cena match having again. Which, by the way, I thought they put on a good match. Yeah, Orton and Cena they they work together well. They've done it before. They know how to do that. Uh, how many times are you gonna see it? Yeah, Big Show and 
The big guy. Nah. The big show he submitted. That was pretty big. Yeah, I was surprised. I never saw his hand tap. I saw the ref had called it, but I it, it was weird. It, very, it felt very Bret Hardy, but. Did you get a little bit of the feeling that the rug was cut from under you during the, the final main event? The main event match with the hologram ending? Yeah. Yeah, the hologram ending. Is that. You know that WCW character, the Shocker, or whatever his name was, who tripped right. on his main entrance? Guy, who was Earthquake. Didn't this kind of look just like that? No, 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 no. I didn't yeah, it was that. done better. They did okay with it. Right? And everybody knew it wasn't a debut. Everyone knows who, right. why it is. Right, it wasn't a debut. I think some people were excited. I was excited to see him back. But, yeah, I just I wanted an ending to that match. And after Mick Foley almost killed himself on the cage, it's mm-hmm. hard to, like, do anything that's spectacular. Right. They took a big bump right in the beginning, but it was off the side of the cage. Even though you saw the bump coming, it was a good bump. It was a good bump. They yeah, landed yeah, into sure. both tables, falling off. It was a good bump. Good start. I liked Ambrose wanting to be on top of the cage. I thought they had a great match. They took a few other bumps, a double table thing going yeah. on in there. Some cool I enjoyed maneuvers. it. Yeah, me too. I enjoyed it. I'm glad they got a chance to close the show, though. They didn't go with the Cena Orton as the main event. Yeah. It was nice right. to see the kids kind of have their moment. and They did well. It was good. And then Brian's going to be out a lot longer than uh, expected. Yeah, yeah, his uh, he had to get surgery after all. They thought he wasn't going to, and now he needs it, and he's not recovering. His yeah. arm is not recovering. He's not being able to put muscle on. What so. happened Monday? Did they start a Wyatt Ambrose fight, a feud there? Do you know? I, I think so. I didn't even. I didn't see after. I yeah, seen I, anything. I again, like I, I wrestling is always on in the background. It's not uh-huh. something I'm focused on. Yeah, so that's been me and the Sons of Anarchy this year. I, I haven't seen any of this year's this season. Yeah, I'm ready to check it's a good it out. One to, it's a good one to jump back on. Yeah, I got to download yeah, it. Be all right. JB, you ever been a Sons of Anarchy guy? Nope. All right. Good good chat. That's JB. He's in here doing social media. You guys have been tweeting him all night long. How are those tweets going over there, JB? They're going. All right. Well, and that's been our update from social media over there. That's good. JB, it's great to have Very you social. here this week. Thank you, brother. Uh, Al Larger, guys. Yes, Clark Lawrenson. How are you? Well, I'm I'm doing just fine. I'd like to sing. I want to sing a song. You want to sing something? Yeah. What are you going to sing? Uh, I don't know. I think somebody upstairs in the studio upstairs <laughs> is recording. A little mountain music. That sounds all right. Is that Loretta Lynn? That's what I thought I was hearing. I doubt it. <laughs> I'm going to guess no. Put a wager on it. I would say the guy upstairs probably is not listening to Loretta Lynn. Well, and as a Bears fan, I've got to tell you, I'm pretty excited about week about week nine. I'm not. What yeah. are you hearing? All I know is we're not going to lose this week. That's yeah. the only positive right. I can take away. As I'll let you know fan. if I won in that fantasy league that I was talking about. Yeah, you're going to play some DraftKings this week. Yeah, no, I'm going to. I'm excited about that, but uh, also my fantasy league oh, where right. I didn't have enough buy players and all of that. My goodness, there she is. Oh, Linda tells us it's time. Lauren, thank you for all your hard work tonight. Answering your calls as always. Listen live on Thursdays at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And thank you, of course, to our social media guru. John Brand, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, guys. The first year that I'd like to thank Farmer Chad. Chad, thanks for calling. Thank you, Chad. Appreciate it. Excellent as always. He's a stand-up guy. That he is. I've always wanted me one that was long. He was at the wedding. 
at Larch and Lawrence on Twitter. It's free on iTunes. It's free on Stitcher Radio. You can grab us anywhere. Or just click on the link that said that it was live. That becomes the podcast shortly thereafter, every Thursday night. Thank you so much. Good night. Good night. I'd have me a car worth it. He's Clark Lawrence. Out large here. Larger, larger. 73, and when we tried to put in the bolts, all the holes were gone. So we drilled it out so that it would fit, and with a little bit of help from an adapter kit, we had that engine running just like a song. Now the headlights, there was another sight. We had two on the left and one on the right, but when we pulled out the switch, all three of them come on. The back end looked kind of funny, too, but we put it together, and when we got through, well, that's when we noticed that we only had one tail fin. About that time, my wife walked out, and I could see in her eyes that she had her doubts, but she opened the door and said, Honey, take me for a spin. So we drove uptown just to get the tag, and I headed to ride on down main drag. I could hear everybody laughing for blocks around. But up there at the courthouse, they didn't laugh, cause to type it up, it took the whole staff. And when they got through, the title weighed 60 pounds. I got it one piece at a time, and it didn't cost me a dime. You'll know it's me when I come through your town. I'm gonna ride around in style, I'm gonna drive everybody wild. Cause I'll have the only one there is Uh, yeah, Red Rider, this is the Cottonmouth in the Psycho Billy Cadillac, come on. Oh, uh, this is the Cottonmouth, and negatory on the cost of this machine there, Red Rider. You might say I went right up to the factory and picked it up, it's cheaper that way. Uh, what model is it? Well, it's a 49, 50, 51, 52, 53, 54, 55, 56, 57, 58, 59 automobile. It's a 60, 61, 62, 63, 64, 65, 66, 67, 67.